Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on BlogTalkRadio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. If you just click the link on my webpage or you're listening on BlogTalkRadio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call. The number is 347-326-9470. Oh, need a minute to get something to write with? But don't worry, I'll give the number again right after the commentary. Or if you like, you can Twitter me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Look, we got a great show for you today. We'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Michael Fordham, host of A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. And I want to take a moment to talk to you about a heinous crime against humanity that plagues our nation, and yes, believe it or not, communities just like yours. Here's something you can do today to lend your support in the fight against human trafficking, also known as modern slavery. For example, Tanya was only 11 when she was forced to use her body for her own survival and the perverse desires of others. Now 18, Tanya knows no other life. She can't even remember when she was able to choose how she wanted to dress. Tanya dreams of being a teacher one day. 
and with the help of Bridge to Freedom programs and your support, they can empower her and others like her to move from surviving to thriving. You can make a huge difference in the life of a survivor this year through your support and donations to Bridge to Freedom Foundation. Bridge to Freedom is a nonprofit organization that provides aid to survivors of slavery who now live in the U.S., such as former child soldiers and victims of sex trafficking and forced labor. The cornerstone of Bridge to Freedom's work is personal and professional development to help survivors adapt and thrive in their new lives and communities and find work to support themselves. The Bridge to Freedom Foundation needs your support to help people just like Tanya. They need your urgent action to ensure that they can continue to provide clothing and health and beauty services to these survivors. These are not only important for rebuilding self-esteem, but are crucial to finding employment. They're also in great need of storage containers and clothing racks to organize and store donations. While donations of needed items are vital, one sure thing that will help to stop the spread of this injustice and prevent it from thriving undetected is educating yourselves about human trafficking or slavery and knowing the signs and the proper authorities to contact if you become aware of a victim in crisis. Find out more at bridgetofreedomfoundation.org or if you have a reason to suspect that someone may be a victim of human trafficking, please call the National Human Trafficking Resource Center hotline on 1-888-373-7888. Multilingual call specialists are on standby 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All calls are confidential. Welcome back, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. Look, if you just click the link on my webpage or you're listening on blogtalkradio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook and you want to call in live, sorry, the phone lines are jam-packed. We don't have any more room. If you like, you can Twitter me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio. And you can always email me your questions and comments at truth at gmail.com. Look, we got a great show today. Next up, we're going to be talking with a group of accomplished and independent women who are all living in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. And we'll be discussing successful dating strategies for the 21st century as we attempt to shed new light on dating. We will approach this topic from sort of a whole new direction. And I'm sure that you'll hear a few stories that you've not heard before and get answers to a few questions that you may have asked yourself at some point in your dating experiences. You've got questions? Well, we've got answers. And not from industry experts, well, not this time, but from real people. Come on now. How else would you expect me to find a measure of truth? Ladies, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Well, what I'll do, just to get things started, I'll start with Tomette. Tomette, we had an interesting conversation a couple of weeks ago where you told me about an event that you attended, and um, you guys got into some some real interesting conversations about um, love-life relationships and dating. Tell us a, a little yeah. synopsis of that. You know, it was funny. I was invited out to uh, Kimberly Avery's 35th Diva Party Celebration, <laughs> and I can only say that, uh, you know, <clears throat> being part of the Celebrated 40 crowd, um, you know, I sat there with the thirty something group and and I, I I we started talking about, you know, dating. 
And I'm sitting here listening to the conversation as we went back and forth, you know, across the table, and I realized that there's just so many varying thoughts um, and attitudes about how to even approach dating, and I guess dating in the 21st century. And, I'm, and it's amazing because these, these ladies that I was with that evening were so very accomplished, and I thought, you know, this is something that we really need to take to another forum, uh, that discussion, and really expand it and, and laugh about our loves, our past lives, <laughs> and the, the experiences, things we've learned, you know, and, and be able to share that in an open forum so that others can uh, learn and, and, and laugh, too, at themselves. So wow. Yeah, good evening, and I wanted to go ahead and, and suggest that you bring them live so we could talk a little bit. <laughs> Well, you know, I hear a lot, and everybody seems to be in the media wanting to do a story about how difficult it is for women to find men who are as career-minded and successful as they are. Do you think that most men are intimidated by successful, accomplished women? You know, it depends on where you're looking uh, <laughs> or where you happen to be, you know. But uh, the ones I have run into, although they might appear to be okay, with your um uh your your level of success um and it might not appear to be much to you even you you know you have your eye focused at even higher heights and uh they they may be very much struggling with where you are uh they won't share that with you but it comes out in various ways Kimberly um this was your party this gathering was mostly your friends um tell me um did you do you think that's pretty much true did you have the same experience with um finding men who were okay with their level of accomplishment? I mean, I think, yes, it was my party, and I'm I'm just still looking at the pictures and, 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 and looking at that night, and it was just so wonderful having so many women there and just sharing their experiences with dating and just life. And for me, speaking from my experience, that is the case. I've actually had guys verbalize to me that, what can they offer me, you know, because they're looking at more of it as a financial um, standpoint. As for me, I'm like, you know, okay, I, I have these things. I want you to be a life partner, and we can take it to the next level. And it's very difficult, you know, trying to explain that and express that, you know, because they're looking at you like, you know, that like they have nothing to offer. And I don't right. know why that's the case. Because it's like, you know, you would think that you would come together and then we could take it to the next level and we can achieve more. Oh, I think I, I may have lost her. No, I'm but, still here. Oh, okay. But, you, you got know, her all choked up, Michael. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard a little clipping there. But this is one of the um, questions I want to ask to the group. And if anyone wants to answer, they can just time in. Um, it seems to be that um, there are a few challenges to women that are seeking a man who's a man that's career-minded and successful as they are, or even someone who's comfortable with their success. But often, don't you find that a lot of men sort of defer to that um, the other woman that's um, out there with a totally different agenda? And I don't really want to say what I mean by that other woman out there that you see in the dating experience at the clubs, but um, they kind of find that they're more of an easier I don't know how to put it. Um, They're not a challenge. They're not you know, exactly. like, yeah. yeah, they don't want the women that have expectations. I think there are some men who are willing to rise to the occasion of the, um, I don't know, in the, uh, I don't want to say independent, but um, 
ambitious woman. They will rise to that, but I've noticed that it takes for me to have a certain amount of patience. Mm. And being, and giving them an opportunity to get used to this new relationship. Maybe they haven't dealt with a woman of your caliber, and so they have an adjustment phase to go through, or what do you Um, mean by that? A lot of men are intrigued by this ambitious woman, and they like it, and they're turned on by it, but once they get in the ride, they just really don't know what they're getting into. Right. And because used to dealing with a certain type of woman, they have a harder time adjusting, I find, with me, I know. And sometimes if I'm a little patient and I kind of talk them through it, they can um, relax a little bit. But I do notice that if they're still not at a point where they have enough confidence in themselves and know what they're bringing to the table, it becomes a real challenge. Right. Isn't that one of the things that – women are attracted to from men is just their confidence and, you know, when that's missing, how much patience do you give a guy when you feel that maybe he's feeling insecure about you? Well, I, well, I'm willing to, you know, fan the flame, you know, if I'm, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm digging you and you digging me, then I have no problem with um, stroking the ego, but I want my ego right. stroked too. Right, right. Hey, Michael, this is funny because I don't know who's talking. I don't, <laughs> I don't either. Know if that's Kimberly or Kimmy or that's Kimmy. <laughs> I thought that okay. was Kimmy. Hey, Michael, you know what? Since since the listeners may not know everybody you have on tap, you you might want to just run the gambit, kind of like roll call. Right. I, I was just so getting ready to do that, Tom. Matt. You know you do oh. that, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> Am I pushing you? See, no, no, no. Kimmy. But I was just getting ready to say that, and you got in there before me. <laughs> It, what See, I that's why do, I have what, a problem right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> troll. 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 Go ahead and let the listeners um, know what it is that you do. Who are you talking Which, to? Kimmy. Kimmy. Oh, you, oh. Okay, now you both can't go by Kimmy now. I'm going to call Kimberly Avery Kimberly and Kimmy Chu. Kim, Kimmy. You can call me Chu. That's fine. Oh, wow. <laughs> I already had this set up earlier today now. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just saying it's easier. Okay. You know. no. And I am a lifestyle and beauty guru. I provide pretty much the fashion forward glam set with everyday tips on how to effortlessly preserve their sexy and beauty tips. <laughs> you know, funny. Go ahead. Don't let me interrupt. I'm sorry. I'm just enjoying this. So if you want to look 20 at 30, I can show you how to do that. You know, if you feel like your fashion is snoring and boring, I can bring you up to date. And, you know, I also can help those eyebrows out and wax that bikini line, get the personal grooming, those finishing touches that keep the man, those things, I help you work those things out. <laughs> okay. Wow, we got to make sure we you um give your your website and all of your contact information before the show ends. <laughs> okay. All right. And um I um Kimberly, tell us a little bit about what you do as well. Okay, well, actually I work for the federal government. I am a strategic planning specialist, which is sort of like um a project manager. Mm-hmm. And I also have uh, my own mentoring company and tutoring company called Teachable Time, 
which um, I work with children who are labeled emotionally disturbed, and I um, hmm. so just providing tutoring services for them. Wow! Wow! Sounds really good. Um, sounds like another show. We'll talk about that later. Sure. <laughs> All right. And um, Allison, uh, tell us what you do as well. Um, I also work for the. Um, I'm actually a consultant, so I actually work for um, the Department of Defense. Um, and I do have my own business as well. It's called Impulsive, and I basically teach women um, pole dancing. I bring the pole to their house. <laughs> you go, girl! Yeah, we're gonna call you that for a party. <laughs> okay. See, See? Kimmy gets Kimmy too, gets everybody looking all pretty, and I now, show them now, how to work. <laughs> wow, my goodness! Now you guys can't just out of the blue throw pole dancing on me. Like, come on. <laughs> You know, I need some advance. Okay. Now, now, I'm sort of sorry I left Julia for last. Um, and Julia, <laughs> tell us a little bit about what you do. Oh boy, uh, my name is Julia. I am from actually New Jersey, but I work in the Philadelphia area. I mm-hmm. do women's health care. And I also have my own business doing um, home care. So I see a little bit of young, old, in between, everything. And I also work at uh, one of Philadelphia's finest prisons. Oh, really? Wow. Wow. So um, that's interesting. I'm sure you have um, a a definite insight on men and the male (laughs) ego as well. (laughs) Men and women. (laughs) <laughs> okay. All right. And um, Tomette, do you want to say what you do as well? Well, you know, it depends on what time it is. No. Yeah. <laughs> During the day or by night. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> Watch out. Say hey, hey. <laughs> it's not pole dancing. <laughs> Although I would prefer that it was. Um, you know, actually. I've been in the IT industry for over 15 years, uh, providing uh, services, selling IT to the federal government. Um, Absolutely love and enjoy what I do um, and enjoy the people that I certainly support. Um, Great. I've worked with some of the best companies around the Beltway here in Virginia, and um, all of them have, have contributed to the professional that I am today. And so that is my IT side of the house. And then, of course, Michael, you know, because I've probably been on everybody know my business, uh, but <laughs> I'm an international writer as well. Um, and, and the focus was, uh, you know, my, my writing my column at the time uh, focused on really more the spiritual inspirational side of the house. And so I became and got that notoriety from being able to write a little bit about, you know, my challenges coming up and uh, being married and being coming and surviving uh, abuse, and so talked a bit about that. So Michael has put me on blast there. So everybody knows that part of my life. <laughs> it, is, it is a critical part of my life because it truly has propelled me into the woman that I am today. Not a suggestion for women to go out there and 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 make bad decisions and and you know you know survive because everybody doesn't survive. So. Um, I'm, I'm here alive to talk about it, and so I try to take every advantage of that so that uh, folks will not make the decisions that I made. Um, and so so that's the other part. The other part is most certainly I, I am a motivational speaker. I speak quite a bit. I've gone from prisons to pulpits to universities and sharing, again, transformational leadership by way of transforming your life, the next level. And so 
Uh, yes, they call it success coaching, but I like to think of it more as transformational leadership. And um, and so that's a little bit about me. Oh, okay. Now, um, this is something, too. Um, just chime in real quick. How many of you are actually in a um, a relationship right now? Kimberly is in one. Allison Kimmy is in one. Kimmy okay. is not. Okay. <laughs> Great, great. And here's the question I have for you, you guys. And, and Tom, okay. All right. Just jump out there. Yeah. Okay. What about but, Julia? What about Julia? What about her? Is Julia in a relationship? Hey, look, Mike, I got this one. Julia, you in a relationship what? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Okay. Oh, Lordy. Okay, okay. Now, here's the question, though. Um, when when you're looking for a serious relationship, and, and just sort of walk me through this, and when you find that, um, Mr. All Right Now, when is the right time to let him know that he might be the one? How do you do that and not scare him off? And <laughs> And what? <laughs> Talk, have conversations. Right, but is there like an indicator in the relationship that lets you know, well, you know, it's about time for me to, you know, let him well, know. It's not, it's not that easy for me because I'm, I guess I'm the choosier one out the bunch, and I'm usually always looking to see if you actually fit my bill as opposed to automatically, and, okay, it's time. I'm like, no, 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 wait. And this is who, Kimberly? Kimmy Chu? It's Kimmy Chu? Yes. Oh, okay. You said you're the choosier one out of the bunch. Well, meaning that I'm maybe a little more shy, I guess. Because oh. I... Shy? Yeah, that's, that's what... Shy. Okay. <laughs> I am shy one, which is why I have not committed yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> No rush, but usually I'm the one who's asking, like, okay, um, I'm usually always, like, I don't know if he's ready. I don't know if he's it. You know, I'm always, like, I don't know if you're, if you're ready, if you can handle it. Well, let me just ask a question there. What do, you, what do you think you're looking for? What I know I'm looking for? Okay, well, looking, what you know you're looking for? Someone who can love all of me. Now, I'm multifaceted. I do a lot, and lots of times I can intimidate somebody, but just because I do a lot doesn't mean that I don't need love and affection. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking for someone who can actually dive into all of me. What I run into a lot is guys who have a mold of who they think I am or who who they think I'm the type of person who I'm going to be. Right. So... The fantasy chick is usually the one I get stuck with. So I usually have to come a little, play a little harder to get them to understand, you know, I may be cute as a button, but, you know. And shy. Don't forget shy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say, but you have a little and she, she is cute as a button. Okay. <laughs> she is. Go ahead. I'm scoring like three-pointers. Like, what? Yeah. I'm taking it hoop on every game, so it's not like I'm a, you know, I'm just a pretty girl waiting for somebody to pay my way, no. Right. I'm right. Wow. 
So um, let's hear from someone who who's in a relationship, though, and um, answer the same question. Um, how do you let that person know that they are um, – it's time for, you know, that relationship to become an exclusive one without um, scaring them away? I mean, I think that, like Kimmy said, it's really about communication. And mm-hmm. I don't necessarily – the whole scaring away thing sort of – you know, it's stumping me because I think that if you communicate to them what you want in the beginning, mm-hmm. when you get to that that point where you're like, okay, we're exclusive, I want to be committed, you know, you you set that expectation already. So if if you're scaring them away, then you shouldn't have been with them in the beginning. Amen. That's something that you say. You know, I want a relationship. I'm working mm-hmm. towards that. You know, like this is what I want. So I think that comes with communicating your expectations. Right, and you you think to do that right up front. There's oh, no very much so. Work. Okay, great. Does anybody disagree with that? No, I agree. Nope. Absolutely. I agree 100%. But I think, I think a lot of times it's women, and correct me if I'm wrong, most of my friends will tend to tell me, wait for the man to make that decision. Wait for the man to, to ask you to be exclusive. Hmm. And what I've run into a lot of times are women who don't want to scare them off kind of right. thing. Yeah. So they're, like, walking on eggshells about what they want. I mean, if, if it goes on, like, six months, nine months, or then, of course, you know, I would I would say something. But, like, in the beginning, you know, at least by, like, three months, you should decide if that you want to be exclusive or not. And if they haven't said anything and I want to be exclusive, then I would certainly confront them about it and be open. Was that Tone? No. Was that Tone? No, that's Alice. Uh, that's Allison. Allison, yeah. I was saying, I'm laughing because you said three months. I'm laughing because with me, it takes like three years before I'm ready to commit. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just depends, you know, <laughs> on on who you are and exactly. what you want. I mean, some people say that that 90-day rule, you know, it's like, what? (laughs) I mean, so you follow your own concepts of dating, of time. I mean, you know, know, speaking. Now, here's a difficult question for you, though. You know, when when you're dating, you go into a relationship, and you may still be seeing other people or, you know, and, and you don't really take it that seriously, and you sort of transition into that. So so what are the key factors that um, you can kind of gauge where a person's at the same point in the relationship that you are and that you can move forward to that next step? Ooh. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> all right. I know for me, in the relationships that I've had, I've all, they always came to be – this is Kimmy Chu, by the way. Mm-hmm. There always came a point in the relationship where there was a rhythm. Right. Like you – like a rhythm between us that was pretty steady where I kind of feel where, you know, if this is, you know, if this was a good time, if it wasn't a good time or, you know, it's a rhythm, I think. And you can kind of gauge where people are. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Allison, what do you think? Mm, that's a tough one. Like, I think, I mean, I think for me it's a, it's a it's really a trust factor with me. Like I think if I'm giving you, you know, a lot of me and you're not reciprocating, then I would probably assume that you're really not into it. Right. But if it's 
if it's about 50-50 or even sometimes 70-30, you know, give or take the week, you know, but it kind of has to be at some time, like he has to give to me about as much as I give to him in order for us, for me to view it as we're on the same level. So, Kimmy, i got a a question to ask you. Um, So you're happy and, you know, you're feeling great about being single? Or are you in pursuit of a relationship? I'm both. I'm not in pursuit of a relationship. I'm just Mm -hmm. open, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's a good way of putting it. So you're you're not disappointed that you're not in a relationship, or are you excluding yourself from being in one? Probably both. (laughs) Okay. I'm not not happy with my um, status. I think... For me, I know a lot of things come when the time is appropriate. And I've done, I've taken a lot of time out, like almost 10 years, just to really invest in myself. Not saying that I didn't date and I was totally celibate. No, I dated and I had sex this whole 10-year period that I've been learning myself. But it also helped me to learn myself better, to know what I wanted when it came to sex and what I want when it comes to, you know, a husband versus, you know, somebody who I'm just hanging out with, like what I could look for in the long term. And, you know, so it's, I've done a lot of research into getting to know myself. And so that quick on. question for you, though, Kimmy, and uh, we're going to move on, but um, I'm just curious about this. What's the longest relationship you've been in? Committed. Yeah, I think that's the only one. <laughs> if there's another kind, I don't, I don't know hey. that one. <laughs> because I don't reason that way. Like, for me, a committed, there's only one true form of commitment, and it's when you say, I do. Yeah. Otherwise, those verbal contracts and all of that stuff, I have a hard time with that. So, for me, a committed relationship it, I haven't committed yet. I'm still single. You know, I'm not married, so I'm still single. But I have had a 10-year relationship with someone where, you know, we were with each other, but it was an open relationship. Oh, I see. Well, let me ask um, everyone an open question again, and anyone can just chime in. Um Do you continue to date someone even after you realize that he's not the one let's say just for convenience, or would you ever settle for a man that did not live up to your ideal of Mr. Right? And the other thing right after that question is tell us what your dating deal breakers are. Mm. (laughs) Well, I'll go ahead and speak up to this, um, and I certainly would like to hear from the Philadelphia caller. (laughs) 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 Who's being very silent, very, very silent. Very silent. Uh, But, but, you know, this is Tom Ed, and and, um, would you stay, first of all, in a relationship when you realize that maybe you all aren't good for each other? I would say that you're not good for each other. Maybe he's just not the one. Yeah, he's not, that's what I'm saying. He's not the one for you when you realize he's not the one. Now, you understand I've had more than one marriage, so... Please don't you. When I say something, it might be about husband number one. 
you got to understand. For those people who listened in, they know I've been married three times. And so, you know, I'm you know, i not going to start calling my husbands by numbers, okay? So stop. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> I'll just simply make a generic conversation because okay. all of them weren't the same person, obviously, and there were different things uh, that led to our separation. But nevertheless, um, I would say that when when you realize, I would say certainly in my first husband, my first husband, um, I can say that uh, I stayed just because I thought it was the right thing to do. Okay, because of my children, because of all of those reasons, and you stay and you stay because that's why what I was taught by my parents, you know, and you just that's just what you do. Okay, and I and I believe that, um, and so um, I think today I have a different attitude, and today the attitude would be. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm grown <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, I'm 47. And so my, my whole view is I'm not trying to hold you up. You, you, you know, I don't want you holding me up. If it didn't work, God bless you. Um, I wish and genuinely wish the absolute best for your life. I want you to find the person who makes you happy. And if I'm not that person, I'm not mad at you. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay. Life is too short. So I have a different view now. Right. You know, um, and uh, will I let them go? Absolutely, but you send them in love. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and it's, you know, divorce is never nice, whether you're separating from somebody you're dating after a long time or you're separating from somebody that you were married to. It's not a nice and pleasant experience, and it hurts. But I can tell you this, that um, life is so short, you know, that the reality of it is you want to be happy. You just want to be happy. And you want that for that other person. And, and it takes a while to, for you to get there. But when you do get there, it's free because you, you just want them happy and you want, and you want to be able to be happy. So, yeah. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't extend it. I, I, you know, nowadays, you know, I'm dating now and I'm very happy with my, my boyfriend. But I can, you know, although it's still new, the reality is we, we, we talk. We talk about, we, we have this, this standing joke, renew for two. That means we get together, we talk every few weeks and go, are we good? <laughs> I mean, it's somewhere else you want to go. All right, cool. <laughs> I ain't trying to hold nobody up, and, and neither right, is right. It's beautiful. We have that. We laugh about it, but we really are serious. Mm-hmm. So well, that's good. That's good. And um, Kimberly, you, you've had a, a, a long-standing relationship as well. Um, same question for you. Um, when do you know that it's time to move on? What are your deal breakers? I mean, I think it it I mean, it would depend on the the person. I mean, there are some things that for me, you know, you're just like, no, that's definitely a no-no when it comes to, you know, like substance abuse. And this is just me, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be physical abuse, emotional mm-hmm. abuse. I mean, you know, those things, you're like, you know, those are deal breakers. You right. know, but there are some things, you know, that you, you, you can work through. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just depends on that person and, and you know whether or not you want that person in your life i mean it just to me is just situational i mean i've had one relationship where i tried to work on it before this one for you know like eight years wow i mean you know because you're like okay maybe you know this will you know this person will you know come into what you you know you see this potential but i've learned from that i'm just like you know you can't wait for someone to be the person that you believe that they can be. 
Right. But for me, that was like, okay, enough already. Okay, I'm letting that go. And again, as Tomat said, you know, it wasn't, you know, we weren't angry. We didn't fight. We didn't, you know, it wasn't a, a blow up. It was just, you know, you, you had this time in my life. I've learned a lot. I hope that you learned, but it's time to let go. I mean, yeah. this current relationship, we're growing together. So, and I enjoy it. You know, I'm still learning. I'm, you know, like, I mean, this is a great relationship for me. Now, will it be, you know, this way next month or two months or three months? I don't know. I'm taking it day by day. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's all you can do. And, um, okay, Julia, I have a quick yeah. Hold on for. Um, I just wanted to say deal breakers. If I could just squeeze in for a second, deal breakers, sure. physical abuse, emotional abuse, like Kim said, Kimberly said. Mm-hmm. Anytime there's there's that type of um, of activity going on, I'm out. Right. <laughs> I don't have patience for that from anyone. So that's, the, that's all I wanted to say. Sorry. Oh, that's quite all right. What about you, Allison? Um, I was just gonna yeah, I was gonna kind of piggyback on what what Kimberly was saying, but like for me, I mean, I think. At this point in my life, I'm 34. I've never been married. I was in a seven-year relationship. He was my high school sweetheart, so I did date him in high school. So I had known him for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just got to the point where it was just like, okay, you know, it's, it's, it's really just it's time to let go. But I was also in my 20s. Now in my 30s, when I'm looking for a potential, you know, the man that I want to marry, like, honestly, like, deal breakers, of course, are substance abuse physical abuse, all of that. Um, And for me, in my previous relationship, you know, there was a lot of um, emotional abuse. So for me, I mean, that's that's Mm -hmm. a big red flag. That's a trigger for me, and I'm out. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's, you know, I learned in the last year, there's there's three things I look for in a man, and it's it's, um, the three Ps is what they call them. Um, The priest, the provider, and the protector. If they can't fit any any of those three, Amen. nope, I'm done. Amen. Really? Yep. Mm. yep. And um, also, Julia, what about you? What are your deal breakers? Oh, boy. My deal breakers, <laughs> definitely. Whew. I have a whole lot of deal breakers. Um, oh, good. <laughs> but I'd rather not talk about a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Um, what got me into the relationship I'm currently in is that I met a man that made my house a home. Mm. And he made it comfortable for Mm -hmm. me to want to be in my own home. Mm. And he just fit. And when he came and he added to my life, then I said, this is a relationship that I want. Right. Um, Mm. Besides that, I wasn't looking for a relationship. Matter of fact, I didn't even want one. Um, when I met him, and I kind of ran him off for a while. Um, but as far as physical abuse, mental abuse, uh, sexual abuse, um, anything like that, I see any hint of it, I'm, that's it. I don't, even, I don't yeah. even communicate. I don't worry about trying to end the relationship. If it's not for me, I don't even worry about ending it. It just does not exist. <laughs> wow! I, I cut. That's it. I cut. Uh, right. Thomas taught me the Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she doing it style. <laughs> yeah. Now I, let me ask a question though. While we're talking about that, um, 
Do you guys ever, um, when you first meet someone that uh, that you're considering dating, um, is there a way that you sort of probe them with um, questions about maybe how they feel about their family members who are women or other women in their past and try to get an idea of how they deal with conflict when it comes to women? I do. I know. Um, and tell Kimmy us who you are and tell us a little bit about how you do that. This is Kimmy Chu. Okay, Kimmy. It's so funny that you bring this up because it's kind of like one of those things that I'm actually um, growing through right now. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the most important things that I recognize for me is um, what I listen to when a mm-hmm. guy talks to me is his language that he uses. Right. And if he's the type of man that uses a lot of dismissive language, then I know that there that that's an anger issue and I need to stay away. Give us an example. Um, for example, uh, there was this guy who was, interested in, in in taking our friendship to another level. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about his baby mama and his issues, you know, their things that they went through. And he kept trying to tell me that this woman was doing something to him. <laughs> and I was just saying, you know, well, did you stop and think about the choice that you made to have another child with her? And he was like, no. She um, knew what she was doing, and, you know, and that's how women are, and women are like that, and that's what y'all do. That kind of, kind of, I told him, I said, you know, you still have some unresolved anger issues with your baby mama, and I'd be damned if you're going to get in a relationship with me and take it out on me. I'm out. Good Hmm. for you. Order. Hmm. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Borders. What was that? Borders. Borders. Yeah, that's where you date people for 15 minutes. You go get a cup of tea, you walk through, you sit them down in one of those little seats, and you have a discussion about what's going on in the world. You'll find out if they're well read. You'll find out if they're intelligent, if they even read books. Hey, I found out from a brother, 15 minutes, okay, and a cup of tea. It didn't cost us a whole lot of money. But I'm just saying, you get that cup of tea. We were walking around. It was right after the Juanita Bynum situation, and this brother was a military guy. He had come in and into the met me at the borders, okay, and and he saw her little picture and she was doing some kind of. He goes, I guess you won't be talking a whole lot now. And I said, What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And so he said, Yeah, you know, I was talking to these women in my unit, and he went on to talk about, you know, what he was saying. I said, Well, tell me a little more with a cup of tea in my hand. And he, <laughs> and he said, Well, you know, that's the problem. You know, women don't understand. They have the ability to make a man hit them. Ooh. Hey, see? And I said, yeah. Bingo, borders. I tell you this. You know what <laughs> gave me that tip about borders? It was one of my male friends who said, Stop trying to meet these men at dinner where the uh, the ambiance and the music yeah. and all that stuff is happening. And and the, the light, yeah. No, meet them at borders. The lights yeah. are staunch. <laughs> right light. <laughs> you can look at them in their eyes. Okay, you, you can look the gremlin in, in them. Okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> you can see it. You know Jesus ain't got nothing oh. to do with that. Okay, now I'm telling you, Michael, <laughs> you laughing, but I'm telling you, borders, 15 minutes, hey, it will save your life. <laughs> yeah, because okay? they will tell oh. if they even read. Right. Yes, they tell you. 
where their head is. And, and you know, when they start off with saying, if I say, okay, well, let's meet at the borders. You know what they used to say? I'm telling you this. Some of them never made it to the borders. They'd say stuff like this. Borders? What's that? What's that? <laughs> I said, oh, thank you. <laughs> wow. Thank you. We yeah. don't read. Okay. Well, wow. I've dated men, men that couldn't read. Really? Okay, who's, who's that? Yeah. And I only found out because every time he called, he called he called me by a different name. Wow. Really? And so I finally said, you know what, I'm going to go out with this guy because why does he keep calling me by a different name? So I met him, went to the restaurant. He was already there, had already ordered. And he, and I said, you're going to order? He said, oh, no. He said, I've already ordered. You go ahead and order. So I looked at the menu I ordered. He, his, his the food comes out. We're talking, and then I said, "By the way, what's my name?" And he said, "Ellen." I said, "No, that's not my name." He said, "Yes, it is. You gave it to me on a piece of paper." I said, "No, that's not my name. Where's the paper?" So he pulls it out wow. of the and I said, "That's a J U." L I A. That's Julia. Wow. And I was like, Oh my God, he cannot read. Aww. I said, How did you make it? <laughs> and he still, <laughs> you know, Michael. That's not. Wow. <laughs> he That's still not... didn't admit to the fact that he couldn't read. Mm-hmm. And as I talked with him, I come to find out he was he was a truck driver. I said, Well, how could you get around? Without reading, and he told me, he said, I know numbers. Hmm. So if it's a root, I'd go by the root number. Oh, wow. Wow. So it was interesting. (laughs) But I felt that if at this point in time in his life, if he could take me out and wear a fur coat, he could learn how to read. read. Deal breaker. (laughs) 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 How are you going to sign a contract? Doesn't make any sense. Well, you know what, though? But truck drivers make six figures. Hello. They do. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's nice and all, but still. But he can make six figures and sign a contract and lose all the money because he couldn't read it. Yeah, Yeah, look. (laughs) Then we'd be broke in that cab. No. (laughs) Kimberly. No. Yes. (laughs) Have you been? All these years to make it without reading. That's creative. That is very creative. You got a hell of a talent. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't going to try to exist like that personally. You probably not want to co-sign it, but you know, you got to look at his whole resume. He probably, he made it a long way not reading, honey. There's something to that. Okay, go ahead and say the truth, y'all. But you're not signing up for that. Exactly. No. Deal breaker. Deal breaker. Look, I get it. I wouldn't be trying to re- uh, teach him how to read either. <laughs> Let me ask a question. You know, we we know the guys have game at the club, right? And um, you know, they, they they're pretty much stuck on. You know, everyone has a persona when they go out, and it's not necessarily the one you see when someone is um, alone with you as opposed to being out with their girlfriends or in a club setting. Um, 
how how does that transition take place where you actually get to um, let a person know who the real you is? Is that at the club the same night? Do you think that they can honestly get an accurate um, picture of who you are, or is that nope. one of those things you do at the first date? Or, I'm confused. Don't do clubs. Don't do I'm clubs? Confused. Don't do clubs. Not for a man. No. Been there, done that, no. And who yeah. is this? This is Julia. Julia. Yeah. I agree no with you, Julia. Oh, okay. Clubs. Let them stay. If you find them in the club, leave them in the club. Yep. <laughs> they will yes, always they have one the on their mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't club. This is Kimmy Chu. Mm-hmm. I don't club, so um, I would have to, I guess, use it in a different setting. But I guess it confuses me because if I meet someone who can't be themselves, then that's a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, your standards also- are pretty high. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's and, and I just assumed that because I saw you guys at a club and I thought maybe this is an ongoing thing. And I, I know very little about you guys. But um, so let's talk about where you did meet your, uh, the person you're in relationship with or generally where you found that you can meet someone who's um, genuine, that's outside of the, the typical dating circles. I know. Lowe's. <laughs> Somebody's doing something. Match.com, girl. Uh, Who who was that that said Match.com? Allison. Oh, no. Allison. no luck Yeah. Oh, wow. And and I had tried it. I I tried that for a couple times, and then I tried Mm eHarmony, gave up, Mm -hmm. and then I just went on one day because my girlfriend said, you just need to get out there. You just need to be dating and just get yourself off of this guy. So I got on match and I didn't have to pay a cent. And I mm-hmm. got on, I made a profile, and um, I met the guy I'm dating now. Wow. wow. You know, that's on what? Go ahead. <laughs> that's on what, eHarmony? Um, match.com. Match.com. You know, one of the shows I want to do about dating is I want to take someone who would be willing to go through that process and talk with them through the whole thing of building their profile and what their expectations are and um, go through the process weekly and have them check back in and we could just follow how things are going. That would be really interesting. You should do that, Kenny. I'll do it because I did put a profile. I put a profile on Match.com, but I was too chicken to put my picture. What? <laughs> <laughs> Kimmy, you Gotta know, put the you picture, know, girl. Like respond, yeah. Hey, hey you hey. want to laugh, Michael? I, I did Match, and then I did the same trick that Allison did. I did Match, and then I did eHarmony, thinking it was much more, you know, in, in gay. I really only got response from match, but I'm going to tell you, I you get all kinds of stuff. I mean, I have jokes. Yes, you. I, you know, I have, I've, I, I mean, I have one guy that convinced me that he, he really wanted to date women. I mean, he was trying, you know, he was one of those borders guys, you know. <laughs> he was a border guy. That's that's why you really need to institute borders. Yeah. In and out, yeah. You know, but I'm going to just say that, 
you know, she. Um, I've heard so many good stories, and then I've I've probably had all the bad experiences, but mm-hmm. it's good to hear that. I just broke down and went on SugarDaddyGut.com. That's right. No. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to edit this out. <laughs> uh, hey, I said no, I was 47. I, I ain't trying to uh, apologize. I said I was 47. Oh, he's right, a 35. I'm Sugar Daddy.
the longer I have to get to know a person, the more red flags I'll find, and then I'm like, I'll reason, I'll reason someone out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, the faster yeah. I think better. Like, if the guy's going to be with me and he knows he's with me, I think the faster the better. He has to lock me down quick, or otherwise mm-hmm. I'll start to... Kimmy, let me ask you a question, though. Ha- have you found someone, though? Have you found something in someone that was beyond their attraction to them before you started trying to um, see whether or not they would work out, that they sort of gave you back something that... Um, just made you feel at peace or comfortable with them on the level of a friend as well as a partner and someone that you could, um, you know, develop a partnership and not just a relationship with? Yeah, I have. And and have you focused on trying to find that thing again? I do. I uh, Let me say this. Hmm. I don't know. Like now, I think um, I'm a little more direct and I'm okay. a little more. But I think that also makes it complicated on my part because there are mm-hmm. times when I I should compromise, maybe compromise a little bit. But right. then it's harder because it's like, well, you know, who has the patience? But I had to be honest with myself, you know, mm-hmm. there are certain things. And I, it's certain. It's a certain kind of work that I'm willing. Not, I'm not willing to do. Like I was talking to a girlfriend of mine, and we decided that I would probably be a great um, second wife. Like I would not be a good starter wife. Is <laughs> <laughs> um, your girlfriend that you were talking to? Is she married? Yes, yeah, she is, and she's and, known and, me. And which one years. is she? <laughs> she's the starter <laughs> wife or the second wife? She's a starter. She's a starter wife. <laughs> I believe you said that. I, I, I sort of led you into that, but I thought you were correct. <laughs> she just married one time, but so does she believe that there's going to be another man um, down the road? Because a lot of women. Wow. I had a. I had my my first wife tell me this that um, I don't know what, how the phrase goes, but you marry first. For love, second time for money, and the third time is what? I don't know how it goes, but someone money. knows, right? <laughs> money. Yeah, I think the last time is money, or I don't know. Yeah, more but, money. Uh, Just more money. <laughs> 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 I didn't say that. I mean, my wife from listening. I, I'm trying I said to say that, but it's not necessarily true. Uh huh. <laughs> it's not uh, necessarily true. That's Julia, not Thomas. Yes. Yeah, right. I know, I know, I know. I'm a little different, yes, but Lord. yes, right, right, and um, and it sounds to me too that the the uh, the person that you're with now, Julia, that you guys, um, your attraction was beyond the physical. Um, again, you said it was a feeling. It was the way he made you feel. It was the, he made right. your house a home. Physically, so. Right, physically, I was not attracted to him. Mm-hmm. And um, but that's but that had changed. Um. I was attracted to his personality. I was attracted to his concern for me. Right. Whenever he went to do something or buy something, it was always, well, this is yours. I bought this for you. This is for you. 
Yeah, I mean, it'd be simple things. It would, be, it would not have to be anything elaborate. But if he went out and, say, he bought a bottle of soda, he'd come back and say, oh, I bought you some diet soda because I know you're diabetic. Those types of things. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for. Right. And so, it was just the consideration that he had. So yep. what you're really saying is, is you value the qualities of the man. Right. And, and you saw things that you appreciated, and you, you put a value on that, and, and that's right. what brought you into this relationship. Mm-hmm. Wow, that, that's pretty awesome. That's what I'm looking for. This is Kimmy Chu. That's <laughs> one of the And, and Kimmy, I, I, I'm just, I'm not going to say this because I'm afraid you might just lose an army, but <laughs> it sounds to me like you got a checklist. Do you? Hey, listen. I grew up with my dad, and my dad treated me a certain way. And uh-huh. I understand that, you know, like I'm recognizing now that I'm an old-fashioned girl because that's how my dad raised me. So I'm oh. looking for the guy to hold my door. I'm looking for the man that's oh. going to bring me when wow. I'm sick. Okay. That's going to take, wow. take the trash out because he mm-hmm. sees the trash people and I don't have to ask him. But that's how my dad groomed me. And mm-hmm. it's hard for mm-hmm. me to retire myself. But I understand that in this day and age, a lot of men are groomed to be gentlemen. Right. You and know I'm what, though? Southern man. But that, that, you make a very good no. point. Kimmy, Kimmy, that's a great point. But let me just tell you one thing. The guy who opens the door for the girl and treats her a certain way by so many other women are, you know, they, they find that guy corny. And they make him feel like he's a punk. Oh. Corny. Absolutely. Where is that? That is let, let me just say that. Let, let me just say that. Men that. make good men. Okay. Hey, Michael. You know how many guys think You know how many guys think I'm corny? Like when they really start to understand that I'm not the fantasy girl, right. and how many guys think I'm corny? Like they don't understand why I'm not out every week and why I'm not having sex mm-hmm. with every guy that has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why I'm at. You know, I'm in the bed by 8, and I'm cooking dinner, and it's just me. Like, they don't understand that. Right, right. That's interesting. Because, you know, I've been through that myself, because I am the guy that would hold the door. And um, I remember I was dating this one young lady, and um, she had to get every other door. She let me hold one door, but the next one she had to get. Oh, wow. (laughs) And um, I I had some real issues with that. And, And people could not really appreciate you, and they couldn't see me outside of that persona, the person that they thought I was. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was fine if you couldn't see the vision. Just don't treat me like that other person. And that was my problem. I couldn't stand being treated like somebody that I wasn't, especially right. when I, I knew that I was doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. So um, if a person couldn't see that, that's that was my deal breaker for me. I just wanted people to see me for who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but Michael, when we, that's what's sexy. I mean, nowadays, I mean, you know, you ask the 30-something crowd, the 40-something crowd, the 50-something crowd, you know, you, you go the gambit and you will find out, you know, what's for the mature women, and I'm not talking about you got to be over 40 to be mature. I'm saying for the mature women, because I am convinced that Kimberly Avery is older than me. I am convinced. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 But that's her spirit. She has a very mature, very, very mature. We laughed about that the other night. Mature spirit. But I'm, I'm just going to say, for women like us, okay, we value the little things. Yeah, we appreciate the big things. But but really, I mean, 
for, as we, they say, for real, for real, we want a man who thinks of us, who, who, who calls us in the middle of the day and says, I was just thinking about you, are you okay? Hey, uh, you know, I'm going to cook dinner for you tonight. Um, and still take you out, no matter how much money you make, like yep. you don't make a dime, and yep. treat you almost like you're fragile, like you're a delicate that's flower and can mm-hmm. be bruised that easily. What that's what we want. Mm-hmm. And, and we want him to say, baby, hold on, stop. I got this. Exactly. Yep. You know, and not let somebody just ru- that you, you don't want anybody you can run over. You want to be, or, or, be a man. A guy can't say, you know what? You really hurt my feelings. Right. I can't talk right now. <laughs> you want somebody to say, you want somebody to to kick back on you and go, wait, stop, hold on. Okay, you know, I really need to get away from you right now. Right. <laughs> we appreciate that. And let me deal with it, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I did something that was uncalled for, now I just have to deal with it. That's right. Yep. And mm-hmm. that is sexy, believe it or not. That's attractive. Dad has always dealt with me like he would let me express myself but then when he had it when it was time to cut it he would say okay now you need to calm down and i would <laughs> go in my little room or corner or whatever <laughs> and then come back and talk to daddy and chill out right and kimmy are you also the youngest i'm the only child you're the only child okay and um that, that's interesting, though, that the, the relationship with your dad has had such an impact on you. He sort of raised the bar for your expectations in a man, and I, I think that's good. And, um, you know, now that I see the source of it, um, it, it, it makes more sense that you would be so selective. Um, there are things, I guess, that you're looking for that are at, at really the um, the foundation of relationships and of a man of who he should be. And um, I guess in order to be able to find that person, someone has to be fairly transparent with you as well in that relationship. And um, maybe one of those things that um, slows down that process is the fact that you are um, the person that you are in being successful and confident about yourself as well. They may misread that because um, I I still don't see the shy Kimmy, too. I know it's in there somewhere because you said it, but... Yeah. Because, Michael, this is Kimberly. I think uh-huh. that sometimes, and people... Kimberly, Avery, I believe that's your phone. Is that my phone? Uh, I'll find out who it is really quick. Yeah. And yeah. Kim is not long who? enough. This is Michael? Kimmy Chu. Okay. Hello. This is Kimberly. I'm still here. Do you still hear the feedback? No, I got rid no. of it. It's on the... line. No, that's not me. What I was Mm -hmm. saying was I think a lot of times with with Kimmy and with just like successful women in general, sometimes guys think that you don't need the nurturing, Mm -hmm. which you still do. I mean, you know, you want to feel that you're safe. Yeah, I can get out here and I can work. I can make money. I can take care of myself. But I want to be nurtured as well. I want to be treated like the lady that I am. Right. Yep. Like mm-hmm. that's that's what's missing. I mean, I think, and I'm also. I was. My father is very much so in my life. I still call him Daddy. Tomette knows him. Oh my god. You know. <laughs> I mean, to this day, that that's my daddy. You know, and I'm. You know, we're out, and I'm not ashamed to be yelling down the street, Daddy. You know. But I mean, and that's where you know I get a lot of my values from, and how I look at men. I compare them to my father. I mean, I know that they can't reach that plateau. I mean, he's like my number one man, yeah. but. 
you need to be, <laughs> you need to treat me like my dad would. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and he's a nurturer. I mean, why can't, I'm strong, yes, but I'm vulnerable as well. And I'm showing you that, so I want I want you to give something back to me as well. And I think sometimes there, that's where it becomes an issue. You know, people can't seem to get that. Now, let me I ask a quick question. Um, also, um, the person, who was that just speaking? Kimberly. Kimberly. Now, Kimberly, you're in a relationship now, um, and um, is one of the things that you look at, is this a consideration when you're um, dating and you're new in a relationship, uh, whether or not um, that person's parents are still together or whether uh, there is a relationship that they have grown up accustomed to with their mother and father's? I mean, for me, I don't I don't look at whether or not they're still together, but I do look at their family in general, you know, mm-hmm. like how their family interacts with one another because I am a big family person, mm-hmm. and I do believe in nature and nurture. You know, I'm like, so you shake the tree and, you, you know, you, you go into that forest and see what's in there. I mean, that is something that I do I do look at in relationships, like how do they interact with their with their parents, whether they're together, how do they interact with whether or not their parents are remarried, whether there's a, a step-parent, you mm-hmm. know, their grandparents, just all of that. I mean, because to me, I value my family. I love my family. People that know me know how close I am with my family. So not to say that the person that I date needs to be as close as I am with my family, but I do look at those relationships. Right, because to right. me, it's like, you know, as we grow together, you know, is that going to be a conflict with how I am with my family? I mean, because, you know, things like that come into play. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and Allison, let me ask you a question. Is that um, an important factor for you? You know, it it really is. My parents have been married. It'll be their 40th anniversary mm. next, next week. So for me, it's... I don't think I've really ever met, I've ne- never dated too many people where their parents were still together. So usually on the first or second date, I kind of tap into the family and, you know, and say, you know, well, if your parents aren't together, why aren't they together? And do they have a relationship still? Do they communicate? Do you communicate mm-hmm. with the two of them? Mm-hmm. Like, what's, what's your relationship with them like? Like my my the guy I'm currently dating, his parents divorced, but you know he sees both of them separately. I don't and but his parents still communicate together. Um, they'll still go to family functions together. Um, so I mean I, it makes a difference. It really makes a difference because family is really all you have in the end. You know and, so, and how. Go ahead. No no. So you're saying that maybe. Um... If there is not a relationship ongoing with the uh, the parents, that maybe you could also see some kind of dysfunction in the person as well based on that? Is that the thing you're looking out for? Or what is that um, in your probing that situation? What are you looking to discover, and how does that impact the relationship? I think just by looking at the relationship that, that, that the man has with their mother and then mm-hmm. looking at the relationship that they have with their father – who are they the closest with? Mm-hmm. Kind of reflects on their character and how they oh. will be in in how they will function as a parent. Mm-hmm. 
I see. Kind of, it's kind of what I look for. Like, if he's close with his father, you know, then that means that his father kind of raised him, gave him, did his father give him good values? You know, does he know how mm. to treat a woman? Those types of things. Right, right. Very good. Or is he a mama's boy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not always a bad thing. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. yeah I think I was a mama's boy. Um, and, um, even though I have a younger sister, 15 years younger than me, I mean, I was a mama's boy, but not ever spoiled. Um, mm. <laughs> and I was even born on Mother's Day. Come on. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. But, uh, yeah. Um, Truly. <laughs> I, was, I was very close to my mom coming up for the most part. But um, my relationship with my dad after, uh, I guess it was when I got into my 30s is when um, we became very, very close because I started to see a lot more myself in him as well. And um, so and it's interesting because men go through this transition where they understand just how much a part of um, themselves that their father is. And, you know, mm-hmm. you always have the impact of your parents. But in most cases, you're almost a carbon copy of your father as a man. And I'm sure that um, you find that as a uh, a woman as well, that a, a lot of who your mom is it becomes who you are. Mm-hmm. And if it, if you don't see it in the, any other time, by the time you have kids, oh, it will Lord. definitely show up. Yeah. Very interesting. Now, um, we're going to just take a quick break. I just want to get in one more um, announcement here for one of the nonprofits. And then we'll come right back after that. Okay. Okay. Hi, I'm Michael Fordham, host of A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. And I just wanted to let you know that during the next few months, Healthy Kinder Incorporated will be running its Give 5 campaign to raise money for childhood obesity prevention programs throughout the metropolitan area. Please visit the Give 5 campaign page on the website today at HealthyKinderKids.org to learn more about how you can make a significant difference in the lives of our children. Please share this message with your friends and family members to support this very important and worthy cause. Even their children can benefit from the Healthy Kinder programs. We encourage you to contact your congressperson and state representatives and ask them to support President Obama's health care reform plan. Prevention is key to the survival of our future generation. And thank you for taking time out of your busy day for A Measure of Truth. Hi, I'm Michael Fordham, host of A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. I want to take a quick minute to talk to you about Young Lives DC 34. Young Lives is a unique, cutting-edge, nonprofit Christian organization designed to empower and equip pregnant and parenting teen moms to become productive citizens in the community, a program that partners teens and mature Christian women to provide teen girls in crisis with timely encouragement, guidance, and ongoing support. Through the power of presence, kids' and teens' lives are dramatically impacted when caring adults come alongside them, sharing God's love. Because someone believes in them, they begin to see that their lives have great worth, meaning, and purpose. This is just the first step in a lifelong journey. The choices they make today, based on God's love for them, will impact their future decisions, the careers they choose, 
the marriages they form, and the families they raise. And all of this can be traced back to the time when a young life leader reached out and entered their world. For more information or to get involved, check out their webpage at www.younglives.younglife.org. Or if you're in the D.C. metropolitan area, call 202-399-7017. Seekers, you're listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. You know, we're just getting ready to close up the show. We've got about 15 minutes left. I forgot to tell you guys that this was a 90-minute show today, um, but we filled up the time very easily. We've lost, I believe, just Kimberly Avery, and I believe everyone else is here. Okay. All righty. Okay, great. Now, um, I believe it was um, Allison and Kimmy... As well, um, you guys had a, a business with a website that maybe you guys wanted to highlight. And um, who wants to go first? I think Jules has a business too. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. So just jump right in there. Who wants to go first? Oh, I'll go first. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> this is Julia, um, and the name of the company is True Care Nursing. And the website is truecarenursing.com, and it's truecare, T-R-U, no E. Okay, truecarenursing.com. Okay, great. And um, also, Allison, you had something you were doing as well. Yeah, my company is called Impulsive. It's it's um, impulsive.com, but it's spelled I-M-P-O-L-E. S-I-V-E. Okay. And, and what type of um, business is it? Oh, it's actually, um, it's pole dancing parties. We come to your house, and um, we've done bachelorette parties. We've done, um, we have several different packages that we offer, like a spa package. Um, and we basically just teach women in space with about a two-hour uh, pole dancing lesson. Okay. Can I just, just ask the questions because I, I know they need to know this. Is the uh, is the website safe for work? Is, it, is the website what? Safe for work. Uh-oh. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Our website is very tasteful. We, we take more of a fitness um, okay. approach to pole dancing rather than okay. not to say that we don't get sensual and we don't teach the women how to embrace their sexuality and, you know, spice up their relationship. Not to say that we don't do all that fun stuff, but no, okay. no, no. It's There's there's no stripping involved. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Kimmy Chu, what about yours? Oh, I am Kimmy Chu, and you can find me on Twitter at Kimmy Chu Wax all one word, or you can email me direct at Kimmy Chu, that's K-I-M as in Mary, M as in Mary, I-C-H-U, at yahoo.com. That's the best way to contact me. My business is strictly like referral only, so um, right now I'm looking to bring on an apprentice to handle the volume, so I'm not um, advertising through a website as yet. Oh, Okay. Wow, so you're doing really well with your business more than you can handle. That's great to hear that. Now, um, 
No, go right ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I was just saying thank God. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, to me. <laughs> and um, are, are you guys also, um, I just want to put it out there that you guys are friends on my Facebook, so if a listener can't find you guys based on the website, they can always connect and find you through uh, my Facebook connection, and then from there go to the profile page of each person, and I'm sure that information is on your info tab, correct? Yes. All right. Yes. Fantastic. Yep. Well, look, ladies, it's been a lot of fun. I guess we'll 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 have to do this again at another time, but um, it was very enlightening and um, very informative, and um, I think that um, our listeners got quite a bit out of this discussion about um, dating and relationships in the 21st century. I I just want to thank each and every one of you for taking time out of your busy schedules to be able to go ahead and um, chime in on this subject and appreciate your um, transparency and your openness as well as far as discussing your own personal relationships. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome, and again, we'd love to have you all back again, um, maybe down the road for a recap. There you go. You have a fun with our men's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll have to right. do a show and, and bring some, some men on board, and maybe your significant others as well. That yeah. would be something That'll good be nice. to talk about. Yeah. Ooh. At the current time, we can only do five at a time, so we'll have to figure out how to do that, but we'll work it out. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Michael, for having having the gang on. I, you know, I really appreciate it. And ladies, I certainly appreciate. It. I volunteered you guys up. You know. <laughs> Thank <laughs> so you. I, I, I just love the conversation, and it's something I think that everybody is interested in. You know, even if we we are afraid, we we are interested. <laughs> so thank you, guys. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And, um, again, um, we'll have to do this again, and we'll notify everyone when we're ready to do an update on this. I'm thinking, uh, let's see, um, hopefully um, around July or so. What do you think of that? That, Wow. (laughs) And we'll see what kind of responses we get. And what I'll do is um, when we get some of those responses, I'll be sure to forward those back to you guys and let you know what's going on (laughs) with that as well. Okay. Uh, you're not going to be responsible for this. <laughs> hey, Michael, let us know when you're going to follow Kimmy, Kimmy Chu. <laughs> that's that's right. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that would be interesting. You need your own re- reality show, Kimmy. There you go, Kimmy. Kimmy. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> hey, Kimmy, for the love of Kimmy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh lordy! Oh my! Oh, she's trying to be funny. We talked about that over dinner, and I told her if she brought a room full of men for me, I would, I would leave. I couldn't take the pressure. Oh really? <laughs> oh my god! Okay, Kimmy, oh, I'm coming over to your house. We're gonna set you up with a profile on Match for free, and we'll okay. see where it goes. There you wow. go. Wow. <laughs> That'd be great. Well, look, ladies, I want to thank you all again. And um, we will, again, talk with you again real soon, and we'll put this all together again. And special thanks to our new associate producer, Donna Hardiman. I'm Michael Fordham, and you've been listening to A Measure of Truth. But before you go, here's a little something to take with you. Ask God for wisdom daily, but know that your lesson can come from anybody or any situation good or bad.
friend or foe. Watch your thoughts. They become words. And watch your words. They become actions. Watch your actions. They become habits. And watch your habits. They become your character. And watch your character. It becomes your destiny. Until we meet again, take care of what becomes of you.
about me. I believe, I believe one day we will rise. I believe in hope and blue skies. I believe one day we will see that it all starts with you and me. I believe one day we will rise. I believe in hope and blue skies. I believe one day we will see that it all starts with you and me. Remember when I was younger, riding bikes all night, mama fed me ice cream and told me follow my dreams, prayed it on my knees, and we could cure every disease, I think it how it could be, without so many tragedies, children are our future, I think about the babies that we lost in Haiti, we always overcome, till the struggle is won, we know how it's done, elaborated off the tip of the tongue, it don't matter where you at, if you know where you from, it don't matter where you at, if you know where you from, I believe in our future. I believe, I believe in our future. Yeah. I, I believe, I believe one day we will rise. We'll rise. I believe in hope and blue skies. Blue skies. I believe one day we will see, we'll see. that it all starts with you and me. I believe one day we will rise. We'll rise. I believe in hope and blue skies. Blue skies. I believe one day we will see, we'll see. that it all starts with you and me. And me and poverty. With hope and faith, you can. Anything, any dream You just gotta look behind the pain And behind the past You can outlast If you think the righteous way Take too much time or waste too much time I'm wired for mine You gotta understand You gotta grab the yours If you believe You know what I'm saying I believe